Um, okay. Yeah, I'm glad we finally found a time and a technology that <laughs> agreed with all of us to I do know, this. I know, right? Technology sometimes can be very weird. But um, yeah, I'm glad that we made it happen. From Brooklyn, New York, this is the Brooklyn Art Library Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Peterman. This week with my co-host Autumn, we interview Josefina Gurasino, better known as Pepita Sandwich. Just a reminder, if you want to find out more about this artist or any of the artists we interview, you can head to brooklynartlibrary.org slash podcast. If you want to sign up for your own sketchbook or to make a donation, you can head to brooklynartlibrary.org. Enjoy! Cool. Well, um... Yeah, I guess I I'm really curious on how you first discovered the Sketchwork project. Do you have like a Sketchwork project origin story for us? I kind of do. Yes. Um. So I first uh heard about the Sketchbook project around like 2015, I would say, mm. um, from a friend. I was living in Argentina back then, and my friend had traveled to New York, and she got a sketchbook from the library, and she told me about this like amazing sketchbook endeavor and um, I was blown away by the idea of like having all these stories in the same place and I thought it was very interesting that this library was in New York because I always felt like New York is like there are so many stories here in the city and like we're all you know on top of each other and I feel like a library of sketchbooks from around the world um is like the same idea, but in a small space. So I was very interested about that. And um, after that, I kind of forgot about it for a while. And uh, in 2017, I moved to Vermont to do my master's at the Center for Cartoon Studies. And one of my classmates was finishing, was actually finishing one of your sketchbooks. And I, I that reminded me of the project. And when I was living there, I used to come to New York uh, every once in a while because I loved being in Vermont. It was very like quiet and nice to live there to just draw and um, but I needed the city, you know the I needed to come here and have uh, and be inspired by you know the museums and do things outside. So I used to come a lot and on one of those trips, I actually visited the library and I got the mm. sketchbook finally. And I took it back home to Vermont and I I just had the sketchbook there sitting in my desk for a while. And uh, yeah, it was very daunting at first. Um, but then one day I just decided to finish the sketchbook and, and I think I sent it to you in 2018. And yeah, that's how I discovered the sketchbook project. Cool. So yeah. I'm really yeah. curious... Um, you said it was really daunting at first. So kind of yeah. what encouraged you to um, fill it out? Were there any kind of personal tips or tricks that you can share to kind of tackle that first page? Yeah, I mean, I always have a sketchbook. I love having sketchbooks, but I don't know why the idea of like sending the sketchbook to this big project was more daunting for me. And I like my brain works in this way that I have to like start a project and kind of finish it um, fast because then uh, 
if I don't do that, there, there's like a, an open window in my brain or like a loop that I have to close to start something else. So I'm not very good at having like a few, like a lot of projects at the same time. So I was, um, I was actually starting my research to my for my second book that it's called Women Move Mountains. And I decided to just, you know, start um, drawing and kind of doing exercises to do this like studies about women bodies and shapes and different, you know, all the shapes we can have as humans and as women. And I think the first thing I did was doing, I love doing like the cover of the sketches of the sketchbooks because that's like just giving like a frame to the project. And when, once you do that, you're like allowed to start. And sometimes like the first page can be daunting, but then sometimes I just start by the middle pages or like I just trick myself to think that I'm, I'm already um, doing that project. So I don't do the first page or maybe I come back and finish it later. Um, so yeah, that would be like a kind of trick to just start something, just giving it like a little frame and just... Um, don't don't be scared to like start by the middle and then go back to the you know first page or to the beginning if you don't want to if you feel like too um pressure to do the the first page and uh tackle it tackle it like perfectly um so yeah that's my my advice right. that's <laughs> i feel like that's such a big problem in our community and mm -hmm. and with people working in sketchbooks in general just the fear of the first page. So I think it's good advice to just start in the middle. Yeah, and go like, backwards. you know, like trick yourself and or your brain, like because our brains are always like telling us like, you can't do that. Or we are always like comparing ourselves with other artists and, you know, it's just all in our brain. So if our brain is doing that to us, we should just... Uh, <laughs> You know, trick our brain to just um, keep going. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, I have. I I know that uh, I I just heard right before this that you you came and helped us in the holidays. Yeah. A few years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last year. Um. So yeah. After like I remember after sending my sketchbook, I actually visited a few times because. One of my good friends uh, lives like two blocks away from the library. And sometimes when when I was coming to New York from Vermont, I would stay at her house and I was so close. And also sometimes I will dog sit her French bulldog and we <laughs> would uh, walk by the library. And I remember like staring from the window, like very sneaky, like a private <laughs> detective and uh, just being very curious about the whole world inside the library. And last year, I, like I moved to New York on the first day of 2020. And I said like, mm -hmm. okay, this is going to be my year. I'm going to go to all these events and all these like <laughs> illustration nights, whatever. And of course, like two months in, everything closed down. And so I was inside my apartment in Brooklyn for a long time. And one day I saw you were looking for temporary job, like assistance for, for the holidays. And I thought that that's a great idea to just, you know, experience the library from the inside. And I usually 
work freelance, um, but I like sometimes I like doing like these temporary jobs to get inspired and to just be around people more because I'm I'm obviously like always by myself drawing and I like that. But sometimes I just want to be you know surrounded by people. So um, yeah, it was so fun. I actually felt very inspired after doing that. Um, and it was weird because it was like we weren't vaccinated. So we were like separated in stations and, you know, very like kind of isolated also inside the library. But I felt like I felt like the energy of all the sketchbooks was like going through me and all these like stories. And I don't know, I just think it was very refreshing and just going outside and doing something, you know, for someone, someone else and this big project. And I just felt um, it was perfect. And then right after that, I went back to Argentina for the holidays. So it was very like, I don't know, it was a fun experience to just end the year in that way. And um yeah, and after that, I did a workshop for you mm-hmm. in February about diary comics. So yeah, my relationship with the library <laughs> is is evolving. I feel, <laughs> and I'm happy about that. Yeah. So was that the first time you had been able to visit the library? Was when you were helping us out, or had you been there before? I mean, I actually bought my first sketchbook um, there at the library, oh, okay. but uh, I was there like very briefly when I got the sketchbook. And I think I I saw a few sketchbooks there, like four or five. And But then after that, I was like very intrigued um, by the how the library worked. And yeah, um, so yeah, that just I spent like two weeks inside the library and um, it was very, very fun. To go back to um, the workshop that you did with us, yeah. so it kind of goes hand in hand with how you were saying that you kind of um, find inspiration around you to create work. So mm-hmm. I'm curious um, in the terms of creating diary comics and taking personal stories and incorporating that into your work, why do you think it's important to include your own personal narrative? And do you find that therapeutic at all? Yeah, so like... During the, I would say like the last two years, I found out and I learned that what I like doing the most is like this visual essays and autobio comics. And that's my favorite thing to do. And I think I don't really know how to tell stories like from a different point of view. And I mean, I really admire people that can, you know, go into this totally, totally different lives and just... Um, telling stories from a different point of view. But I think I just find, um, you know, things that bother me or that inspire me and I turn that into a visual piece. And, um, you know, when something makes me anxious, I try to draw it and um, and then I see like other people feel the, sa- feel the same way. And that's very you know, very calming. So yeah, I do think it's therapeutic and um, in a way I feel like less alone and I take away some of the weight um, out like of my problems. And um, I, yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's interesting and I love, I mean, 
I've been crying a lot for the past year. <laughs> and so I'm very open about crying. And a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm crying too. And, you know, it's like, it's it's okay to feel all this like, you know, um, things that maybe we think we are the only ones that are experiencing it. And then when you tell a story about something that you feel it's very personal, you find out it's very universal. So it's kind of therapeutic. And also like for the past year, my my comics have been like helping me a lot with the all the anxiety uh, around the pandemic and like being, being um, you know, at home and locked down. So it's been a great tool for me. And also like I do therapy like, Um, and sometimes my my ideas for my my comics come from therapy. So mm. I think I use like I use my comics as therapy, and then my therapy <laughs> as my comic. So it's like a two way, uh, you know, a relationship. So yeah, it's very very interesting for me to just um, see, you know, what people that read my comics are feeling because I just allow them to tell me about that when I post or a share a story about my own feelings. So yeah, it's, it's nice. <laughs> I feel like I'm not alone in the world. <laughs> no, I love that so much. Um, and I really like that you're using um, your personal experiences to connect with everyone too, because that can be really vulnerable. Um, do you ever have, or did you have in the beginning reservations about sharing such personal work? Um, I mean, I feel like I share personal work, but it's kind of detached. So I, I've never felt like I couldn't share something, but if there's something like especially hard or traumatizing, I think I would try and do something like more poetic or just more abstract. So it's like easier for me to share it, but I'm, I know that I'm telling that story. It's only that it's like more hidden. Um, so I've never had, uh, you know, issues or trouble with anything that I shared, but, um, I try to put it in a way that it's if it's too personal or too hard for me, I will do it more like uh, general. I will try to write things that are not too specific about that experience. So by doing, you know, maybe abstract shapes or different um, poetic, you know, quotes or whatever, um, I'm not really like being too personal, but I'm still telling that story. Um, so yeah, I try, or maybe I talk with my friends and see what, you know, with similar experiences and I try to find patterns. Um, so it's like, I'm telling my own story, but I'm also like telling something very, you know, maybe general about that experience. Um, so yeah, I, I've never had like something that I, I was too afraid to tell, but I feel like if you have that maybe you can find ways like or maybe you can make a character that is not you you know tell mm -hmm. that from a different perspective and just find a way to tell a story without being too um you know personal or too attached to your own like character because I have this character that it's like me but it's also mm -hmm. not like me so it's it's easier 
um, to tell it in that way because it's my experience, but also it's not mine. Um, so I kind of like take it out from my body and just uh, tell it from that point of view. So I was yeah. actually going to ask you that, like if you felt like your cartoon alter ego <laughs> deals with things differently or like is it, I mean, I'm assuming like you're saying it's helpful to sort of be able to have a separate character from yourself. Is that, uh, is that something that you've always done in your artwork? Do you feel like um, that that is like the most helpful way of sharing your inner thoughts? Um, yeah, I think it's, I mean, I, f- I feel like it's part of the same personality. Like my, my character, um, it's obviously like me, but uh yeah it's it's easier because it's like i feel like if you write a novel or something you know without the graphics or visuals it's more like people are gonna know that it's you know it's you that you are writing that and uh when it's a drawing that it's kind of like it it doesn't even look like me like my character is (laughs) kind of like me but very very you know um it's it's kind of like weird and I feel like by doing that I can um, take those ideas to the extreme and just make it more weird and it's very I love like making everything weirder Um, so I had this this teacher in my masters that always every time I finished like a project he would be like this is perfect but how can this be more weird and I love that question (laughs) every time I finish a comic it's like how this can be more weird and I feel like by making those choices um, you know it's like you are detaching more from those drawings and um, yeah it's it's nice and uh, I don't like drawing like in a very realistic way obviously and I feel like the drawings that I'm drawn to, like all the art that I'm more attracted to are like very, um, you know, weird and not not perfect. And the perspective is all like crooked and uh, maybe, you know, like the shapes are weird and like one leg is very like wiggly and long. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, it's just like doing that. It's been very fun for me. And I mean, I've started on social media, like posting web comics in 2012. And so my style changed a lot. And I think at first I was being more like, oh no, this needs to be like perfect. And the character needs to look like myself and whatever. And then with time, I've learned that the the weirder, the better for me. And I've tried to, yeah. I mean, my, my style like change and I, I'm not that um, self-conscious about doing bad drawings, quote unquote, like I don't think there are bad drawings, but um, just being more free with my hand and letting my style go out in different ways and changing, experimenting with materials and yeah, just yeah, having fun. Well, <laughs> I think that's all such such good advice for everyone in our community. And I know that we had such great positive feedback from mm-hmm. your workshop. Um, I I feel like it was 
one of the the ones we got the most feedback from since yeah. we've started doing them. So really well. Uh, yeah. I love so that's teaching. Really, yeah. Yeah. You're a great teacher. Thank you so much. I love teaching. I actually teach like teach um small kids like they're like from six to eight and I teach uh comics to them and I love how they like just make one mark on the page and they're like they know the whole story about that line and they start telling you like, this is my whatever, you know, like <laughs> they go into this deep play mindset and I, I want to have that too. So I am very inspired by all my students and I love teaching the the workshop at the, at the, at the library because uh, a lot of people from different parts of the world reach out to me and they were like sending me their comics and it was it was amazing. And I love like, just traveling, you know, in time with comics and through time and to different places. And I, I just, I was amazed by how many people from all over were sending me their, com- their diary comics. And um, it's very supportive and very fun to see what other people are feeling and doing around yeah. the world. Yeah. Well, I feel like they feel that way as well. Um, we really appreciate you being a part of our community and doing this podcast. Uh, it was great to talk to you. Thank you so much. I love this community. And yeah, um, I hope I hope we can still do like things, uh, more things in the future. future mm-hmm. And yeah. um, that one day we can all be together in the sketchbook library again. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for Ooh. inviting me. This was so nice to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to my co-host Autumn and to Pepita Sandwich for such a great conversation. Again, if you want to find out more about her, you can head to brooklynartlibrary.org slash podcast. Uh, where you can also find links to her digital library book and ways to donate or get your own sketchbook. See you next time.